1: before we get started with today's episode i wanted to put it into context about the police killings protests and riots happening in the u.s right now i recorded this coaching episode with barbara about a month ago and when things started unfolding over the weekend my original thought was that i needed to pull it and replace it with another episode for this week And after thinking and feeling into it more, I actually think this episode lines up quite nicely with the current reality. Ultimately, this episode is about anger and processing it rather than bypassing or pretending it's not there or stuffing it down. What is unfolding in the U.S. is 400 years of anger, and the murder of George Floyd was simply the last straw. As white women, it can be uncomfortable to see that anger. And as POC and Black women specifically, I can only imagine that it may also be comfortable to feel and process that anger because of decades of judgment and stereotypes about quote-unquote angry Black women. So no, this episode is not about the current events per se, but it is about facing difficult and uncomfortable emotions, which is something I encourage all my listeners and clients to do all the time. And honestly, if you listen to other podcasts of spiritual white women or white women teaching manifesting, law of attraction, or personal growth, and they remain silent on this issue, please say something, especially if you're white. Bypassing creates a lot of harm for all parties, not just women of color. And if someone says, well, I don't take political stands on my podcast or talk about it here. Well, if it were me, I would unfollow and unsubscribe. They are bypassing, and I promise if they are bypassing these issues, they are also bypassing other uncomfortable emotions that are required to process if you want to permanently shift things in your life. And if you don't know what actually processing your emotions looks like rather than bypassing it, then I want you to pay close attention to this episode because that's exactly what I coach my caller through. And with that, let's get on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 218 of the Love Life Connection Podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in this week, and I'm really excited to be connecting with you. And before we get going with today's episode, I have a quick request. I would be so grateful if you took a quick moment to leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. It's one of the best ways you can support the show, as it really helps me to grow it organically and get into more earbuds of what just like you. So thank you. Thank you. Also, I am having so much fun connecting with a lot of you on Instagram. I've recommitted myself recently to posting more regular content, and I'm also DMing with you all like crazy, so make sure you give me a follow there and say hello, and if you're just looking for more regular inspiration and love advice and stories that will help you grow in your love life that happened between these episodes, then you'll love my Instagram feed. So head over to Instagram and follow me. My name is Veronica E. Grant, and you will get lots more advice, inspiration, all that kind of stuff, plus some cute puppy photos sprinkled in here and there. Okay, so here's my thought for the week. One thing that quarantine has showed me is that even after all the work I've done, I can still snap sometimes pretty easily with people that are close to me and resort to anger in ways that aren't cute or honestly healthy. And here's the thing about anger. It's a completely normal, healthy emotion, and we're going to talk about anger a lot in the episode, so I won't get into it too much right now. But what I will say right now is that when there's a lot of anger and you resort to anger very easily and or quickly, it's often because there's sadness and hurt underneath it. And it's come to my realization that I actually still have a lot more emotional processing to do around things from growing up and other situations that have happened in my life that I, you know, have dealt with at some point in my life. However, I feel like there's more stuff to deal with and just being in quarantine and spending time with some people very closely has really brought that to my attention. So a couple of weeks ago, I had my astrology chart read by someone new and she pointed out something to me that no one ever has before. This is why I think it's great to work with different astrologists because they might see something different in your chart. And one thing that she noticed is that I have almost no air in my chart. So I have a lot of Capricorn, I have a lot of Sagittarius, I have a lot of Scorpio, that is earth and water and fire. So earth is like the practical, the structure. That's why I'm really good at explaining things and doing step by step and bringing things down to earth. I've got tons of fire that gives me energy and that explains my love for travel and adventure and working out and just like moving my my body and doing things. And I've got some water. And that really allows me to be a deep thinker and process emotions and work with them and not be afraid of emotions and just, you know, go in deep. The one thing that I don't have a lot of, like I said, is air and air governs communication. And so often I find myself having a lot of ideas and opinions and thoughts and feelings that I want to share, but I struggle finding the words to use, to say. And she asked me if this had been a struggle in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's a struggle both personally and professionally. And so one thing she suggested I do is try journaling. And I'm like, oh, I'm not much of a journal. Like I will do journaling if it's part of an assignment that I get from a coach or a course that I'm in, but I'm not really one to just journal every day. But I've been doing it. And what I've been doing is I've been Googling journaling prompts and then you know, writing some down that really resonate with me and then using one prompt a day and that just helps me get going and then maybe I stay on topic of the prompt, maybe not, but it really has helped me to process a lot of what I feel and what I think and it helps me to then take that stuff and put it into words. So I've only started this process recently, so I will keep you updated and share with you how it's going and if I keep doing it and all that kind of stuff. But the reason I'm telling you this story is because awareness simply isn't enough. I could be aware that I can snap sometimes at my partner or family members, or I can be aware that maybe there's some unprocessed emotion and unprocessed pain from certain situationships and relationships and family relationships that I've had in my life, I could be aware of all that, but that's not going to change the pattern alone. What I really have to do or the next step is to actually process the emotion. And so it was the culmination of this realization from quarantine, but then also having this conversation with my astrologer that, wow, okay, I have some more emotional processing that's just kind of sitting there. It's sitting inside me. And so that's what I've been working with. And this episode, my caller is struggling with a very different situation, but the same idea, and that she has awareness. She knows why she's attracting the toxic relationships that she's attracting, and yet she can't get out of it. And this episode is actually different than anything that I've ever done in the past because I actually take her through an anger release process. And it's really, really powerful to listen to. And I want you to see what shifts in Barbara's energy as you're listening. And I'm curious to know if you can sense the shift that I noticed. And I do mention it in the episode. So pay attention to that. And I also think this is one of the most powerful episodes I've ever done on the Love Life Connection. I've never taken someone through an emotional process like this. So I really hope that it gives you a better sense of what working with your emotions or processing them actually looks like. You know, that's a buzzword or buzz phrases that we hear a lot in personal development. Oh, process your emotions, work with your emotions. Well, what the hell does that actually mean? Well, it can mean a lot of things and it can look like a lot of things, but I give you one really powerful example in this episode. Now one warning before we get started, we talk about abuse in this episode and it's a theme throughout the entire episode. So if that's going to be very triggering for you, I would urge you to listen with caution or skip it all together. And with that, let's get to my coaching conversation with Barbara. Hi Barbara, welcome
0: to the show. How can I help? I know what kind of attachment style I have which is an anxious attachment, and I've already worked out kind of why. My question really is, how do you actually change your mindset when you know that you're going for the wrong kind of person, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you know why? How do you actually make those changes to go to the right kind of person?
1: Okay. Why do you have the anxious style?
0: I have abandonment, I suppose, issues. My stepdad was very physically and mentally abusive. And um, my dad, who unfortunately died when I was very young. So I suppose on both those levels, both those men were no longer around. And then the relationship that I did have, which was 12 years, I suppose, constantly kind of broke my heart. And I just stayed because I didn't know how to to let go. And now, anytime I try and let anyone in, that I suppose would be normal um just any signs of triggers just um kind of make me go crazy
1: do <laughs> so you mean these people that you're letting in now they are actually capable of a healthy relationship and you're pushing them away or are you noticing like oh crap this is like my stepdad or this is like my ex
0: i'm noticing that they're not actually that they like my ex okay. so i'm wrong ones in <laughs> And then when I see those tendencies, then I'm like, oh God, no, not again.
1: Okay. So let's back up for just a moment. And first let's like reframe this, right? Because from what you're telling me right now, you're telling me, oh gosh, this guy, he's just like the same old, same old, oh crap. Like why again? And then you break up or you leave the person, right? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, how long do those relationships
0: last? Approximately.
1: I know one lasted twelve years, but the other ones, the ones that are like like that came after that.
0: Three months dating and then I continued sort of I don't know, trying to be friends but not really being friends for about a year.
1: Okay. So shorter than twelve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the reframe that we have to start with is if you're sitting there beating yourself up because you're still attracting these kind of people, nothing's gonna change. Okay, And we don't need to talk details about your stepfather, but my guess is you're probably treating yourself not so different from how he treated you mentally. Mm-hmm. And so was your stepfather ever able to, you know, motivate you to do anything or to be the best you can or to get good grades in school that didn't come from a place of fear? No. Of course not. You know, it's, you might try to walk on eggshells and try to behave so that you might not set them off, but you're not going to be motivated to be, let me just be the best person or the best kid I can be. Like, that's just yeah. not a thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it feels obvious when we look at it from that way. But when we look at how you're treating yourself, how can you expect yourself to you know, be who you authentically are in a relationship and be the best you can be in a relationship when you're beating yourself up for every quote unquote mistake or person that you attract that, you know, might be in the old pattern or in the old ways. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the reframe is you were the guy for 12 years who wasn't healthy. It was, you know, continuation of your stepfather. And now you can kind of see this pattern much sooner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're able to get yourself out of the situation much sooner. Yeah. So from my perspective, the pattern is shifting and I get that it's not where you want it to be. And there's always more healing and and deeper inner work to do. And we'll get to some of that. But first, I just want you to see that you're doing a really good job. Okay. How does that feel? Does it feel believable?
0: I guess, but I guess it's just not where I want to be. Although I can see obviously that it is better than it was.
1: Oh yeah. I'm not telling you that you need to just hang out here and like, you're good (laughs) and just keep attracting guys and you know, that are bad for you. And then notice it within three months and then get out. I'm not saying that's like, you know, (laughs) the end game or your, or your destination, but I want you to see, you know, when I work with my clients, I can't overemphasize how important it is to celebrate even the tiniest little win, because the tiniest little win is actually a big one. Because let me ask you this. Why do you think you stayed with your ex for 12 years?
0: Because I was afraid not to be with him. Okay, why? Because then I would have failed. And what does that mean? What
1: were the consequences of that then?
0: I guess I just felt that I don't really do well with not making something work. To me, it's meant to work. So failure is not being good enough.
1: Mm -hmm. And how does that relate to something that happened with your stepfather?
0: Well, not being good enough wasn't really accepted. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So why did you really stay with your ex for 12 years?
0: To try and make it so that it was good enough. and I just kept changing myself to just try and make it so that, I don't know, if I changed enough and gave enough that it would work and then it wouldn't be a failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So staying with your ex was basically you recreating the situation with your father or, excuse me, stepfather and trying to get that good enough feeling, because you weren't taught that it comes from within, right? Yeah, and while as adults, people can't really make us feel a certain way because we have you know free will and our own human, when we're kids, the adults in our life, particularly our parents, they do have the power to make us feel certain ways because if you're you know eight years old and your stepfather is either physically or mentally abusing you you're not able to consciously be like oh this is just you know my stepfather's pain from his own childhood and he's projecting it onto me and i'm just caught in the crosshairs and this really sucks but it has nothing to do with me right like said no 7 year old you don't have to, a 7 year old like that doesn't have the perspective of like oh my gosh like we project almost like a godlike figure onto our caretakers because it's like oh my gosh like if my parents or stepparents or whoever are treating me like that like, what could that possibly mean about myself,
0: right? Yeah.
1: So, there, I mean, there's a couple of things. Like, one, I don't know what kind of release work or anger work you've done around your stepfather, but my guess is that there's probably some more to do. And then you've got a lot of reparenting, that little girl. A lot of reparenting. Are you currently dating?
0: No. Okay. I uh, Actually, the more I've been looking into dating and in a child work. And a lot of the questions that come up have just kind of made me really realize that I'm not ready because things like knowing what you want and what you need and what your boundaries are, I kind of realized I actually have no idea. So it's really completely pointless to try and connect with someone when I don't even know what I actually want. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would take, um, when was your last relationship? How long ago was that? longer than 6 months. Okay. I would take at least another 6 months completely off of dating. At least. And and you know and you can just put a date in your mind like I don't know, January 1st, 2021 and then just check in. It doesn't mean you're going to start dating on January 1st. We just kind of check in to see where you are and it's like until then dating just like isn't even on the radar. Tell me about is your stepfather in your life right now?
0: Uh, no, he actually lives in Syria. So definitely not. Okay.
1: And so tell me about the kind of work you've done around releasing your anger and sadness around him. What have you done so far?
0: Nothing. Okay. I kind of, because I grew up with so much violence and I've got a little girl now, I try and basically keep any anger in, even when I was breaking up with her dad, I didn't cry in front of her. I wasn't angry. I didn't shout. I didn't raise my voice because I didn't want her to see what I'd seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: anger is a human emotion and it's not inherently bad, right? There's no such thing as a bad human emotion. There's some emotions that are more desirable, some that are less. And then there are some emotions when we feel them, it can create bad behavior. If you've been thinking about how you'd love to have me help you with your love life, but for whatever reason, private coaching with me hasn't been in the cards, who knows, maybe you're a bit shy to reach out, then you'll love my brand new self-study e-course, Crappy to Happy. As you can hear on the show, I have a knack for coaching women to connect the dots so they can understand their dating patterns, which is the most important step to actually changing them. In Crappy to Happy, I take you through the exact step-by-step process I take my clients through to clear their love blocks. You'll quickly clear your own so that you can attract in a healthier, better fitting, and more loving relationship without having to spend years in therapy. Whether you have no idea why you attract who you attract, or you know your patterns, but you can't seem to shift them, you'll go from feeling stuck to knowing exactly what you need to do, have a better relationship with yourself, and heal old wounds that keep you out of love so you can finally meet your perfect for you person. Plus, your investment for Crappy to Happy also includes a private coaching session with me. To learn more and register, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. Now back to the show. So let me ask you this. Let's say, you know, we're on a Zoom call right now. And let's say instead of me being on the other side of the Zoom call, it was your stepfather. He's not gonna hear this. Can't hurt him. What would you say to him?
0: Um I honestly don't know. I think that's just too much to say.
1: Okay, so start with one thing.
0: How could you say that you loved us and do you have any idea what you've actually done to my life since you weren't even here to see the consequences of all of the things that you did?
1: yeah, good. keep going,
0: and um, I don't know how to love and trust anybody because of you and I don't really understand how you can say that you love a child and 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 have them grow up in fear and then leave and I think actually I'm quite upset that he didn't even try to if he said that he loved me and I understand that him and his mom, mom weren't healthy with each other but he was in my life just as long as my actual dad was and he, he left my life and then my dad died and he didn't even try and contact you, me you didn't
1: even try you're talking to him get it out you're doing a really good job I can already feel a sense of or a shift in your energy keep going
0: a man supposed to protect his children and you did nothing to protect me. I didn't even feel like you saw me. You just, you were so involved with your own drama with mum that you didn't even see me or what you were doing to me and how much it affected me and all the things that I saw and I haven't forgotten them and they come with me everywhere and you just get to walk away from that and move on with whatever you're doing with your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel free to use any That's kind of choice not word. Not love. Yeah, it's not love.
0: That's not. And now I don't even know what love is or what it's supposed to look like.
1: Gotcha. What else? Just let it all out. Like whatever. Like no filter. You can say whatever you want. I've got an explicit rating on this podcast. <laughs> use whatever four letter word comes up.
0: You're just selfish, and all you thought about was yourself and wanting. To control everyone and everything and nothing I ever did was actually good enough. No matter what I did, I was never whatever you wanted me to be. And you just wanted to control us. Me and mum, just control us and keep us in your tiny little world. I just, I think especially from being a mum now, I just don't understand. I don't understand how you could do that. And you didn't just hurt her. You hurt me as well. And she got to grieve and she got to have people comfort her. But it was like no one even saw me or realised that I'd been there and I went to sleep listening to you shouting and hitting. And I was there as well. And then obviously you couldn't have my mum. So then where was I in that scenario? There was no one, I was nothing. I think I just wanted to see me. And just admit or take some kind of fucking responsibility for what you've actually done.
1: Yeah. Keep going.
0: I always thought that when I finally saw you, when I was an adult, that I'd want to hurt you the way you hurt me and I'd dance with you the way that you danced. But then when I finally did see you when I was older, you were just an old man. And I even. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do what you've done because you don't hurt people that can't defend themselves. So I don't even have that. I don't even get to give back to you what you gave to me because you're old and pathetic now.
1: That's good. Anything else? Keep going if you need.
0: You never saw what you did to my mum after you left. I go to sleep and listen to her sobbing and she still says that you're the love of her life. Yet you're the person that hurt her the most. What a skewed fucking view that's given me. The person you love the most is the person that does the, the most damage. You shouldn't get to get away with that. I just don't think that's fair.
1: Yeah. How's that feel? It feels what? A bit better. Mm-hmm. Can you I'm feel your like, energy change? I
0: feel a bit like I've just had a cry. <sighs>
1: Yeah. Well, this won't be the only time you do this. I want you to, you know, keep doing this. It can turn into yelling and screaming if you need hitting pillows. It can turn into, you know, writing a fuck you letter. It can turn into just keep on keeping on because you're doing a really, really good job. Here's the thing like, it's really hard. You know, when, when we first started our session today, your energy was just small. You know, it was almost, you were afraid as if like, I was going to hurt you, Mm -hmm. you know, because that was your MO for, you know, however many years in your life. Like, am I going to be hurt right now? Is my mom going to be hurt right now? You know? And so when we're, we live like that, we just, we just hide ourselves, not just like physically, but emotionally, energetically. We just, I mean, I, I know you can see me, people listening can't see me, but you just, like I keep going into that little ball shape, right? And underneath the anger, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of grief. And it's not always the most fun thing to go there. But you have to, if you want to shift the pattern. Awareness is important. And you can see that it's already helped you so much, right? You can now get out of a pattern or out of a crappy relationship You know, you went from 12 years down to three months. That's pretty damn good, right? But the thing that will get you over the hump to the next place where you're actually then able to not just attract a healthy relationship, but like be in a healthy relationship is going to be this piece is actually working through and dealing with the anger and the emotion. I really recommend you work with someone on this. It's a lot to handle on your own. I'm not saying like, oh, you've been through a lot. I'm saying like emotions are a lot, (laughs) you know, but just through, I think I would let you go for like, I think it was almost 10 minutes. I don't know. I wasn't keeping time and you could probably have just kept going. I probably could have just been quiet and like, you could have just kept going. Right. Uh But like, and maybe for the first time in a while, like you were just saying how you fucking felt. And like, you went from like that ball shape, you know, to growing. Like your energy, like your voice was a little louder. You're like, how fucked up is this? (laughs) Like my mom, you know, still says you're the love of her life. And yet you hurt her the most. Like how fucked up is that? You know, Mm. you were coming into your own. You were coming into what you feel and to what you think. And you have to be able to do that with yourself before you can even dream about setting boundaries in the relationship, which is required for a healthy relationship or knowing what you want to asking for what you want. Right. Cause yeah. like it was never safe for you to know what you wanted or ask for what you wanted. And so you just, you learn to not do it. And thats not I'm not saying like that was wrong or you did a bad job at that. When you're a kid, you were doing the absolute best you could. And it literally was, you know, a matter of survival. And so what you learned was I'm just going to play small and be small and be quiet yeah, and try to not rock the boat. And you did a really good job at it. You survived it. They have a beautiful daughter now. He's a daughter, right? Yeah. And so now you have to train your nervous system that you're not living in your stepfather's house anymore. He's halfway across the world. He can't hurt you. He can't do anything. And retraining the nervous system is, I mean, there's a few steps, but the first and most important step is, I shouldn't say the first, the first is awareness. The second step is to feel the feelings and work through them just like what we were doing. So I want you to continue this. Like if you're kind of feeling in the mood, like when we hang up, keep going. If you need to have a good cry, have a good cry. If you got to run off and do something after this call, that's totally fine. Make a date with yourself to do it later today or tomorrow or whatever. But I want you to do this. I mean, I don't know. I don't really give like do this three times, (laughs) you know, like prescriptions like that. But I would say do this a lot. And let the anger come up and don't be afraid to show the anger. Because here's the thing, like, I totally get that you don't want to show your daughter anger because you had a really traumatizing experience with anger. But anger is one way that we know if our boundaries have been crossed. So it's actually a really important emotion, right? Like if you're in a relationship with someone and someone says something to you that kind of just... Didn't feel right, and you feel a little angry about it. You say something, you set the boundary, and that's an important lesson for your daughter to learn too. Yeah. So there's no such thing as a bad human emotion. There's only bad ways we, you know, handle the emotion.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't want her to see it to the extreme, though. And I kind of feel like with some things, like crying, because I just I don't cry. Like I feel sad, but it's really hard to actually. Let go to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it's because I'm scared if I do start crying, I won't stop crying. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is why I recommend, you know, working with someone, a coach, a therapist, whoever, because they can hold the space for you. And I know what that feels like, but I promise that it's never as bad as it seems. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a lot scarier where you're standing now than actually being in it. You know, and, and I mean, in it, meaning like the crying and. And the sadness, like, here's the thing, like you're resisting the sadness and feeling all of the feelings that, and the emotions that come with the trauma that you've been through. But like, it's like, it's kind of like you can run, but you can't hide. Right. Cause that trauma is still very much biting you in the ass and it's still yeah. creating pain. It just might be coming around the back door instead of in the front door.
0: Yeah.
1: And so when you actually just kind of let it in and let it in the front door, then yeah, it's not I'm not saying it's gonna be like a walk in the park and it's gonna be like, you know, unicorn spooping glitter, but like it'll pass through. And it's usually a lot less intense than it coming in through the back door and surprising you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. What'd you learn today?
0: I need to actually feel my feelings.
1: Yeah, you can do this. <laughs> You've got so much love for your daughter. I can tell hmm. you know and it's time to give yourself some of that love that nurturing that that parenting that you didn't get that you deserved you didn't get when you were younger and that's really how you change the pattern you you move from awareness to to integration okay yeah all right my dear thank you so much thank you Thank you so much, Barbara, for coming onto the show. And thank you so much for letting me take you out of your comfort zone and expressing your anger. And I hope that you find some time after our call to express even more anger and to really let yourself just go into pure rage towards your stepfather, because all that anger is there. And underneath that is pain that is there. And it's got to be released. It's got to be worked through so that you can shift your patterns and actually begin to attract a different kind of person into your life now in this episode we did some deep work and if you too are aware of your patterns but you find yourself unable to change them then first of all let's acknowledge where you are just like i did with barbara she has awareness and she has taken a 12 year crappy relationship timeline into a 3 month and that's a huge deal and i know it may not seem like a huge deal i mean i know it may not seem like well that's where she wants to be however We do have to celebrate the small wins and we have to look at how far she's been able to get just by drawing in some of the awareness alone. However, the work does not stop there. Awareness is the first step. It is not the only step. You cannot just tell yourself that something happened years ago or you cannot just choose to ignore something and pretend like it's just not going to affect you and that you can just keep going on your merry way. For most people, it's the most uncomfortable step, but you can choose to continue suppressing it and you can ask yourself how that's been working out for you, or you can go through the short-term discomfort of working with the emotions, processing the emotions for the chance at long-term fulfillment in a relationship. To me, it feels what the obvious better deal is, but you have to decide that for yourself. I can't do that for you. I do, however, recommend once you start getting to the processing step, it can feel a little overwhelming to do it alone. So you don't have to. I highly recommend working with a coach or a therapist that you feel safe with and that can go this deep with you. I think that's a big piece. They have to be willing and able to go this deep. Now, this is the last month this year. I'm taking on new private clients before maternity leave this fall. So if I can help you with this, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to schedule an introductory session with me. And you may also want to check out Crappy to Happy, which is my step-by-step course guiding you through this process. And in fact, lesson two of the course is all about how to process and sit with your emotions. And I've got worksheets and meditations to help you with this. And you can learn more at veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. And you also do get a 30-minute session with me once you complete the course, so you still have some access to me so I can support you through wherever you might be getting stuck and needing some more guidance along the step-by-step process of clearing your blocks. Okay, I don't have too much of a breakdown for this episode because this episode was so experiential. I hope that you really got to see what it takes to actually work through your emotions so that you can get to the other side. I'm just going to end with this. And this is why working with your emotions is so important and why sweeping your emotions under the rug doesn't work. Your emotions ultimately create your beliefs and your thoughts that you have about yourself, love men, relationships, the world, all of those things. And then the thoughts you have will create your actions. And over time, your actions will create your patterns. So to use this example, if Barbara feels hurt and pain and sadness from her stepfather and from her childhood, that's going to create some beliefs that she has around herself and what she deserves and her lovability and her worthiness. And those beliefs are going to create some actions, right? If she believes on a fundamental level that she's not good enough or that something's wrong with her, or that you get love by, you know, not rocking the boat? What kind of actions do you think that's going to create from her part in her love life? And not even her love life, but all relationships in general, right? It's not really going to be the pattern in the life that she wants. And a lot of times in the dating advice world, we start with changing her habits or texting this or saying this or just act confident or just be yourself. And you're like, cool, but uh, that's a lot harder than it sounds. And it is. And then, you know, you have some coaches and, I don't know, advice givers that will give you some affirmations and mantras to use. And again, that might be helpful. And it is true that your thoughts and beliefs about yourself and men and others will create your actions and behaviors and ultimately your habits. But again, your beliefs about yourself, men, love, world, relationships, all of those things didn't just come out of thin air, you didn't pull them out of your ass, right? They were created by the emotions that you have. And the emotions were created by the experiences that you had in your life. And so that's why you have to start with the emotions. And you can't pretend like you can just change your dating profile or text this, or just say some affirmations and your life's going to change. It just doesn't work like that. And that's why you have to do this process of the emotional release work. If you want there to be long-term sustainable change in your love life. So again, I take my clients through this process both privately, and you can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to learn more, or you can head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. If you're interested in my self-study e-course, I will also take you through this step-by-step process. All right. I hope this episode was impactful for you and I'm sending you lots of love and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now.